0: Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors channel. My name is Brian, and today's special guest. Y'all know him for all of his logical soccer thoughts. And all you, you know, he's actually really good with numbers. Actually, I would believe you're probably better with numbers than me and the boys, actually. Uh, but you guys probably know him as Danny from Logical Soccer Investing on Instagram. Uh Danny, you want to say what's up?
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on, Brian. Appreciate that.
0: For sure, for sure, man. Hey, listen, your Instagram has been popping lately. Uh, I think one of the best things you put out there was uh, I kind of stole a little bit of it. Well, it's not stealing. It was more like we had the very same nuance uh, view on true rookie cards and how you classify true rookie cards. And we had a very similar view. And, you know, you have a lot of great things on your uh, Instagram where you talk about pop counts and you even try to predict like print runs of boxes. You know, um, yeah. how do you, how did you get into cards by the way, uh, Danny?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think growing up, you know, I, uh, my formative years growing up were in the nineties and the nineties was all about, you know, collecting a bunch of stuff. Um, I was big into collecting actually basketball cards when I was younger. So okay. I remember, I re- okay. So this is a really specific memory, but it's kind of funny when I think back about it. So when I was, uh, I would have been 11 at the time when 1996. Tops Chrome came out. I remember me and my cousin buying up a bunch of Tops Chrome uh, like packs and stuff. And we got to, we had some sick cards. We had like Kobe Bryant, we had Alan Iverson, all these oh, guys. Wow. And I remember we would, we like, for, that's when we first learned how to play poker. So I remember <laughs> playing poker for these cards, like back and you know, just thinking it was like totally innocent. Like, now I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like a multi thousand dollar high stakes poker game. And I didn't even know that's like, hardcore the- gambling. I know the type of money that was involved with that, and but at the time, you know, the cards weren't that expensive. But now, oh my gosh, I've had those cards, so so I've been collecting a lot. Um, I remember I first started collecting soccer actually, 1994 uh, World Cup. Wow. When you came to the states and and I got that that cool contender set, and I was collecting. Obviously, you know, I'm always going for Colombian players, so I was collecting in the Balderamas and the and the uh, and you know the guys Rincón, Espria, the old school Colombian guys. Right. And. Um, so yeah, I've been collecting for some time and uh, I'd say it about, so, you know, life happens and then you put it aside for a second. Then I kind of just started co- collecting again in 2014. Oh, uh, it was a big year for Colombia in the World Cup uh, that, you know, they they did well. That's when Hamas Rodriguez kind of broke out. So I started getting some prism, you know, recollecting again, uh, but nothing hardcore, you know, just, just collecting, you know, I never thought of like this like collecting soccer cards could be profitable or any sort of (laughs) investment you know but it's unfortunate because I I wish I just wish I had more expensive tastes like I wish I like was hardcore about collecting Messi or something (laughs) like that but I was was more more so hardcore about like like uh collecting Mario Yepes who was the Colombian like the Colombian captain in 2014 when those cards are obviously worth nothing but um but so I so I collected quite a bit, and uh, I remember like I just remember buying box after box of this stuff that I thought was, I I thought was worthless at the time. You know, I just thought it was something fun for me to do and fun for me to get into it with my son. And then, and then I remember uh, so I started collecting more basketball cards, kind of thinking about maybe the investing portion of it because I was seeing a lot of hearing about cards, how they're going up and down. So then at that point, you know, I was like, I wonder if soccer cards are worth anything. And my, and my son had this, uh, had this neat uh, book with a bunch of prism cards in it. And it had, we had like a bunch of prison deals 18 cards. And we had a few Kylian Mbappe's. I'm like, I wonder how much this Kylian Mbappe was worth. And this happened like in, like in February or March or something. And I looked it up and the price was $20. I went, whoa, $20 for this Kylian Mbappe prism card. That's. That's a lot of money so <laughs> i wonder if there's a i w- yeah I, w- I wonder if there's like a there's like a market maybe maybe this could grow or something so then i started buying more with the intention of investing and i think i probably got the last cheap box hobby box of tops chrome 2017 18 on the market ever i might be the last person on the planet who bought that hobby box for $50
0: (laughs) because I I
1: bought it in March too, actually. So, which is kind of crazy. That is. I remember, yeah, I remember I just put an off like a crazy stupid offer on it. I I think he was selling it for like a hundred. I was like, how about 50? And he took it and I was like that, you know, this is great. (laughs) And I remember buying like, um, like the Donos optic, uh, the the optic donruss ones the fat pack boxes for like literally $25 a box wow um just unbelievable prices and then and then seeing the market shift around it's it's been kind of crazy and uh yeah it's been a, it's been a lot of fun since it's fun studying numbers studying the market studying like different trends that I'm figuring out that don't just happen in soccer but happen across all sports but but you know I have a passion for soccer so I'm I'm specifically on the soccer wagon right now
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to unpack what you just said. Cause like there's <laughs> a lot of interesting points. I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. I think it's really interesting how you you're actually, it seems like you're a true collector because you really just looked at these cards saying in the beginning, just, I love the look of these cards. Like,
1: yeah, yeah for sure.
0: you genuinely lo- like the look of them. I think a lot of times, um, a lot of people that come into sports cards, it's kind of like the opposite. They see the investment opportunities and then afterwards they say, wow, these cards are sick they're actually really cool that's yeah. usually what happens um a few of my friends are starting to get into cards now finally which is really <laughs> ironic um yeah. but yeah like it, it's just really amazing when you see their reaction when they see a card so i one thing i wanted to ask was at 2014 yeah. when you were collecting these cards how much rodriguez was the biggest thing at that time like i remember he was he was was his price like "Quote unquote," skyrocketing at all? Do you remember at the time? Like, I'm just really curious how the market was looking like because that was one of the biggest release for soccer, and it was supposed to be like a turning point for soccer cards.
1: Sure. So for for James Rodriguez in that time, so the tricky thing is that in that set, he doesn't have a base card, and he has no. Okay. He doesn't have anything except for his autograph card. So it was me opening up pack after pack box after box trying to get one of his autograph cards but i could never <laughs> get it so and at the time i wasn't really into buying singles i was just more like buy the box and rip the box okay gotcha like so i actually don't know what the prices were back then a Hamas rodriguez i bet uh but i have been following like after the fact i was following so i remember like um so like 2016-17 was was the first year i got a Hamas rodriguez autograph it was in the donruss set i think it was the beautiful game autograph or something interesting and um and I, I remember the price at the time was like was like of that specific card was like $35. And now the price of it is around $35. So, so I think so I think that says a lot. That says that Hamas Rodriguez was held in very high regard at first at the time, especially, because you know, that was in the middle of his Real Madrid stint. Uh, and he, at the time he was having a decent amount of success. He was kind of, that was kind of on the way out. He had a lot of success, 15, 16, 16, 17. He was doing pretty good, but once Ancelotti left, he had a lot of problems like finding consistent yeah. playing time under Zidane, of course. Um, so he's been, he's been through a lot of stuff, but, but the prices are similar, which is remarkable considering the market like kind of kicking up, but his prices still are consistent relative to how they were back then. But I think that says how hyped he was back then versus the market kind of almost correcting that price point.
0: So it, that's so interesting to me, you know, just yeah. figuring out what was the height at 2014, 2016? <laughs> what, what yeah, was it, what did yeah. it look like before, before I would say like quote unquote, the stone ages, right? For soccer cards. Cause like really back then, it was like a super wild west. Like you, yeah, like, it was, but, um, and another thing I wanted to ask you was when you saying you started getting, te- like you started getting, um, interested in investing, right? Like what sparked you? Was there a specific event that really sparked you saying, okay, maybe I should start looking into investing, even though like I've been just collecting. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I just thought, I just thought that, um, I thought it was fascinating to track like the price run up of the Kylian Mbappe cards. Okay. I really really found out, I mean, as far as soccer goes. So once I found out, that the Killian Mbappe cards right was you know were selling for twenty dollars and I tracked the price of it. I'm like, oh shoot, I could have got this card like s- several months ago for five dollars. <laughs> that would have been four hundred percent profit. And little did I know how much that card was going to go up. I know. <laughs> right. For a while- we always have the scenario. We're always thinking, you know, if we had a time machine, my son talks to me about that all the time. He's like, Dad, oh. no, you need to get, it. you need to get a time machine. Cause if you get a time machine, you can get all the Kylian Mbappe's, all the messy matchups, whatever you want. I'm like, Zane, you know, that's a great point. I need a time machine so I can go back and get those cards and make crazy money. You know? I was going to say
0: you, you could probably make crazy money without the cards with a time machine. But. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So what do you do by the way, professional wise, if you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm an educator. I awesome. actually I actually uh, teach music, teach choral music.
0: Okay, all oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Luigi should be on here because he wants to be. He's an aspiring uh, DJ actor everything um we joke about that we joke about it all the time yeah but.
1: yeah so i've been i've been doing that for a while and i'm fortunate i i do a lot of like for instance i was actually I and mean, you talked about being from tampa and uh i was actually in tampa last year i was conducting their the florida all-state choir actually whoa okay uh, it was a pretty pretty cool thing and and uh, yes yeah, so i work with a lot of uh, with a lot of groups and and uh you know, but I'm not I'm not go, I'm not rolling up. Like for instance, I just I just presented a Zoom call for this uh for this professional conference I have to present for. And I wasn't like, hey, just so you know, we're gonna talk about singing and technique, but first I'm gonna talk to you about my logical soccer investment. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now that can apply to what you're doing right now. You know, I kind of keep it on the download to be honest, because I, I feel like people will think, Oh shoot, you know, he's like he's like a little kid. Like, look no, at him. You them, know, that's so interesting heart. you talk <laughs> about that. No, that's very interesting you talk about that
0: because I was talking about on this other on our last podcast that's going to be releasing later soon how like a lot of our friends, my friends, Saul, Me, Bob and Luigi, we have like all similar friends and everything and we're all professionals, you know, yeah. we all we all make, you know, I think a decent living. And really, they just thought we were so weird collecting these cards. They never laughed at our faces. But I I knew it was never convincing enough where they were like, hey, let me take a second chance at it. And ever since everything has been going on, we've had one or two people. We had people asking us, like, randomly texting me, like, hey, man, what do you think about NBA Top Shots? You know, know, it's just like, it's just crazy how different the landscape is. And, like, now it's so much more acceptable with cards because I've been telling my, even, like, like older people where like my parents and everything, like they're actually really excited now, you know, I'm just like, I, obviously the investment part of it, but it's just so sure. interesting. The dynamics has changed so much.
1: Actually, so I had a big, along those lines, I had a big success the other day. I got let's my dad, I got my dad to uh, to invest in soccer cards with me. So let's go, I know, let's I know. go. that's so exciting. We, I know. So we came up with a project we said, okay, I was, I was talking to my dad, I was like, papa, listen, uh, we need, we need, we need some capital. If you want to do, do so I have like, I have like a bunch of, I have like a bunch, a bunch of investment things. Like sometimes I invest in my own thing. So this is like me and my dad thing. I'm like, all right, so we need at least $2,000 to get started and let's make it our goal to at least double, if not triple the money that whatever we spend now, because now is a good time to buy. Let's see if we can double or triple it then. So we got, uh, so we got $2,000 worth of cards and, uh, <laughs>
0: And that's so like funny. That.
1: So I'm excited to see what happens and, and I'm just I'm looking forward to him seeing the success because I think that I think we got some really good investments and I think um I think you'll be like, Whoa, wow, I can't believe that it was it was you could you could make money from this because he's gonna see the tangible results from it. So I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to that for sure.
0: <laughs> you know, the funny the way you explained it, it was almost like it's a huge business plan you're about to yeah, present well, to him. It is, it is, <laughs> <it> is, <laughs> you're like you're like, Hey, listen, I have this business plan, this business
1: model, two thousand dollars. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, well, you know what the best part is my dad's like super into it and he's like watching he's like watching these videos on youtube he's probably checking out your videos he doesn't even know oh he, no and, and he's like uh he's like you know danny you know because he's, he's colombian so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, we're gonna turn this into an investment it's a good <laughs> investment and 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 you know this is just a start and you're gonna be my partner and i'm like yeah man I'm papa i'm your partner and he, he's, he's proud of I'm, that, so. I'm here for hey
0: you know it, it's just crazy i remember I remember me and Bob, like, you know, one day I'll probably talk more about this. Like me and Bob, I just went up to him like, Hey man, let's just try $500, $1,000. Let's see where this thing, yeah, this yeah. little weird cards are going to go. Like, I mean, we have nothing <laughs> else to lose. Yeah. And you know, a few Luca Donches later, you're just like, okay, we got to put a big money on this. This is going to be something big. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's yeah. just, it's just crazy, man. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, so, while you're you, so you, you're in the hobby now, right? You, you know you're you're talking to a lot of different people. You you've been featured on a lot of podcasts uh, recently on some really big star card content creators, oh, uh, cool. channels, which is really cool, and yeah. really rightly so. I think one of the things that you present is you you present what you your name is logical soccer investing um <laughs> how do you determine a ballpark print run because you do this a lot you you determine print run hop through for hobby boxes you did that for sapphire tops chrome i believe you did it for different yeah. uh boxes you know how do you determine that you know i'm a numbs guy too i'll be honest with you danny i i told bob me and bob were like yeah i trust danny i'm not gonna back check him <laughs> so how do you
1: determine that well thanks man well um So, so I think first I would say like, why did I even think of determining that in the first place? That's That's a good point. Why would I want to know that? So for me, it actually had to do originally with, um, with, with deciding if I should get in on some breaks. I wanted to see, okay, so would this, would I get, would I get my money back? If I got in on a break? So how do I determine the, uh, the amount of cards, the amount of base cards, the amount of the amount of potential cards I can get in this, in this uh, box break. So, to do that, uh, what I needed to do is I needed to find out a way to kind of metric everything. How do I make something solid, like something that very concrete that I can figure out the numbers with. And it's actually, I I feel like, I mean, I feel like personally, it's quite easy, um, on the back of the packs of like the tops packs, especially the newer stuff. It has the, the hit ratio. Like it tells you how one out of how many packs you're going to, you're going to get. So, so let's say it was a, um, I'm trying to think of a good refractor one. Let's go with, uh, Let's go with a number to fifty top sapphire refractor. Let's okay. say I forget Going what color 50. is that. Is that red? Is that red or what? It might or be
0: orange. red or gold. Orange
1: or gold. Okay. Yeah. So whatever it is, let's say to number to fifty ones. Um, I think the uh, I shoot. I don't know what the let's. I'm just gonna make up some numbers now. So yeah, let's yeah that's say, fine. Yeah. Let's say um, so the let's say the cards are number to fifty. There's a hundred players in the checklist. So that means that. Each so each player has fifty of those cards. So if you do that for every one of those hundred players, that means there was what five? Is it five or fifty thousand? I forget. There's 50, It's 000, five thousand. Five thousand cards. Or five thousand. Numbered to fifty parallel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off <So>, work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have five thousand of those cards, and if you know how many packs you have to go to hit one of them, you know that there's five thousand cards of that. So then you can figure out how many packs they exactly. have. Exactly. And then you can do that with every. And but sometimes the numbers don't line up exactly. Of and course, you, you end up with some like really kind of big gaps in the numbers. So one of the processes I do is I average them out. You know, okay. and sometimes actually one some of the parallels will lead you to the same exact number as another parallel. Uh, so that kind of is an indicator that that's closer to the number. And in addition, of course, there's like some gaps in there. So to fill in the gaps, what you have to do, and this is the tedious part, is you have to study box breaks. You know, mm-hmm. you have to actually look at them. You have to tally how many hits you find of of a certain card within a break so like top sapphire i know that there's two parallels in there so you can kind of go through it and calculate it's like before i put out before i put out the numbers on sapphire it was me and my uh, my new friend sam on instagram S-A- yeah. he's a good guy card. Good guy. Is. He knows his stuff big time. And we kind of talked about, okay, how are we going to figure this out? And we went through a process of doing that. And, uh, and at the end of it, we felt good about the numbers and we try to agree on it first. So we make sure none of us make any big mistakes as before we put it out there. So we agreed on the number. This must be it. It must be close to this number. So then we just kind of put it out there, but I don't feel like it's a very hard thing to do. It just made sense when trying to calculate that. But I will say that calculating print runs has brought me to a to a major conclusion and i think um so like you i'm a numbers guy right i'm all about numbers and about figuring out what the numbers tell us i am like very convinced that we are in an impending soccer card supply shortage oh we are we are we are in almost borderline like if it was if if uh if there was a water crisis <laughs> we'd be fighting <laughs> over water and just like water we will fight over soccer cards when the time is right uh it's just a matter of kind of calculating the supply and demand so we kind of experienced that this past summer um there was such a low supply of soccer cards out there 100% like an unbelievable low supply of soccer cards so it's funny i'm just checking out i was checking out the print runs of uh I'm sorry, not the print runs, the uh, pop counts of like the 2015-16 Select recently. Yeah. Last summer, there was nothing available of that. Maybe like the the, the pop count was like 10 Interesting. <laughs> or something crazy like that. If you have a, any sort of increase in demand, if it's a significant increase in demand like you saw this summer, the prices are bound to go bananas for stuff like that. Same thing with the Prism. There was hardly any any that was av- that were available. So when you found one, you had a lot of people going after it because the demand was significantly in, increased. So so I think that there is going to be another significant, uh, let's call it soccer supply shortage coming up this summer. Uh, that's, my, that's my guess on the matter. And I'm just kind of doing, just looking at the numbers. It makes sense to do so. Um, our market has never experienced an international tournament before. That, yeah, that's not happened. That's true. So this is the closest thing we came to was the ucl like knockout Champions tournament League. but yeah, that was yeah. that was a very unique situation something that may not happen again because <laughs> i don't well hopefully it doesn't happen again because yeah maybe, i don't yeah i don't want that to happen then, again. but um but normally you know the 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 tournament goes over the course of months that happened over the the conclusion went over the course of like a couple of weeks and that caused the the attention to be focused on that tournament which caused the demand to get very high so really the demand is predicated on attention whatever gets the attention is going to get the demand. So like uh, an example of that is, think about Pokemon cards, right? Yeah. There was a yeah. point maybe like a month ago or so where Pokemon cards were really selling at a high premium because there was a lot of attention on Pokemon cards. You would see it on social media. You would hear about it from different sources. Gary V was pumping it up. And then all of a sudden um, the prices weren't as high and it has a lot to do, and this is the tricky thing with Pokemon cards, it's the attention. What is the catalyst event? bringing attention to pokemon cards there's not really there's not like a pokemon world cup tournament event where like the best of the best <laughs> people in pokemon go against each other right right PSA ten slabs like i you know you should get some brownie points for that too you bust out a psa 10 charizard that should be more effective than like any anyone else <laughs> no matter what but but the attention wasn't on it um the attention's not on it now so thinking about bringing back the soccer the attention is going to come back to soccer in a major way once we get to a major tournament. I don't think the Euro. I don't think the Euros will come anywhere close to what will happen during the World Cup. Oh, but yeah. when we're talking yeah. about such low prints, such low prints, stuff that doesn't even compare to basketball. Luka Doncic, Base Prism, over twenty thousand of those cards graded. Erling Holland tops bundesliga like 40 whatever i forget the number i calculated it was like 4100 period not graded. Not much <laughs> just 4100 top, tops finest in the salzburg cave there's 4300 of them that exist forget the amount that's graded i mean it, it's an unbelievable number so with with that in mind i mean if if let's say let's say the um, i'm sorry i'm kind of i'm kind of going on a little are oh, good you're bit good man related to it but let's say the prism 2021 set of soccer cards that are coming out, or football cards in this case, that are coming out in the, the for the UK release as well. Let's say that attracts, I don't know, 5,000 new collectors into the, into the soccer card market. That's gonna throw everything out of whack. When we see cards doubling in price, tripling in price over what, like 10 sales? Like imagine, put 5,000 avid collectors. We don't, there doesn't need to be many with such a low supply. Yeah. You know, um, and I think the 2020 2021 uh, prism set it seems like it's going to be a very large set. So I don't think it's going to be I think it's going to be way more than the than the the print runs that we're used to. But think oh, yeah. about those pre 2020 and pre-2020 cards. You increase the demand by 5,000 people. That's going to throw our system out of whack. And then you you compile that with the momentum leading up into the summer because it's not just the euros though and that's what people need to understand too. There's there's Cup of America lino messi has not won an international tournament with argentina if he wins an international tournament i hope he doesn't because i want colombia to win no but i need he, him to
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but but the tournament is in argentina and colombia and with you know with with you know home field advantage so to speak i mean it's possible very possible that argentina can make some noise if lino messi wins an international tournament, that's gonna to solidify a lot of what he's been doing and a lot of his legacy. And I think in the eyes of collectors, that's gonna do a lot too. So you have that, you have the the the, um, the African Cup happening as well. You have the Olympics happening. All this stuff is going to bring a massive amount of attention. So the demand is gonna increase like, like something we've never seen up to this point. I, I think, I mean, this is my personal two cents. I think it is possible. I don't quite know if it can reach the levels of, of last summer in terms of PRISM pricing specifically because the POPs are, are way higher now. However, you have to assume that, that this upcoming summer, there's going to actually be more collectors than there was this past summer in the soccer card market. And if that's the case, it might actually take that into account and still grow exponentially. So, so then the question remains, well, what do we do with that information? You know, and, that's why, and that's why it's important to understand the numbers and understand how these things fit together. Because if you can properly put those numbers together, you can make logical conclusions on what's going to happen next. And that's really, if you want to determine, like, what is a successful soccer card investor, it's someone that can look at the trends. Actually, forget a soccer card investor, someone that's a competent investor in general, yeah. someone yeah. that can look at trends, look at numbers, look at information and make conclusions based off of that. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of stuff you can do. That's rock solid. That will just, that will be profitable.
0: Yeah. You know, even though like you, you went deep into it, like you don't even have to be a numbers guy. Just understand the supply is so low. And we talk about this a lot. I think when we see even like Mukuku, his print runs like a hundred thousand. I think you should be excited about that stuff. You know, like a lot of people were hating on it. I think that's exciting. That means that there is demand, right? Exactly. That's that's a clue. That's a clue, right? And I think that a lot of people are forgetting there are different tournaments and people don't even realize a Euros is so different. I mean, going watching a Euros is just like magical, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just crazy. And even Copa America, emotions run high. Like it's just different. Champions League is amazing. It's just like international
1: tournaments is just another level. And also you think about the way they're formatted too. So they happen at the same exact time, yeah. like one or two days apart from each other. So think about like, so you're, you're sitting there every day, there's these vital games that are happening. Like it's different than the league. You know, you, you think about EPL, it's like game after game after game, you're getting ties, you're getting zero, zero draws, all this stuff. When you're talking about international tournaments, everything is important. Every point that you get is important. And once you get to the knockout stages, It's you win or you go home. It's, it's hardcore, you know? Um, So when you're talking about that type of attention, every, you're not going to be able to turn on your TV without seeing something of soccer happening. That's going to, that's going to create interest for sure. And the demand.
0: Yeah. I mean, we kind of saw that with Champions League, right? When they they decided to do one leg instead of two legs, right? Mm -hmm. That really changed the dynamics of the whole tournament, (laughs) you know, um, even though the best team technically really did win (laughs) by By, by me. I mean, just insane. Congratulations, Danny. For
1: sure. Um, Yeah. Thanks. I'm a Byron fan. So I I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I think another thing that you're talking about becoming an investor, soccer card investor specifically, Mm -hmm. knowing your logic, you know, having logical decisions, conclusions where you could kind of like base it off of um just pure good information like exactly what you do and i think there's another aspect as well even if you're not good with numbers just understand people's emotions right like yeah. when be- investors are emotional they're so emotional when even i would say Matthew Hoppy, um the, the American i mean listen i'm i'm just as excited as everybody but i'm not delusional <laughs> okay he still plays yeah. for Schalke
1: you know, you, you know. I, honestly, though, I'm re- I'm regretting not getting those cards. When you oh, really? Yeah. Deals, you think about the deals and tops now. I could have gotten twenty of those cards for seventy dollars. Now they're selling for fifteen. I yep. mean, if you just do the numbers on that, imagine if someone said to you, like, "Hey, buy this card. You're gonna make four times." Yep. In within the span of a week, you're gonna make four times what you just spent on it. And you know, and I was seeing those hop those hobby cards for. $70 for for, I'm sorry, 70, was it? 70 for 70 for 20 cards. Yep. And I could have gotten that and resold it for like $15, $20 a card. I'm kind of kicking myself. <laughs> it's all okay. right. It's all okay. right. We we didn't, we only bought five. So okay. you know, we kind <laughs> of messed up as well. I had a feeling.
0: Well, we we I didn't know if he was gonna keep it up. If I had a feeling he was gonna keep it up, um, I would have bought 20. But you know, it, it's just crazy, right? It's just if you understand people's emotions and you understand numbers, you're you're golden. You're golden, especially in soccer, because like yeah. It's, it's just crazy but um hey let's talk about your strategy though yeah i think your strategy is very unique not unique but it's different from us i think okay because for what we do i'll, I'll kind of explain the strategy what we do for soccer cards is we trade a lot of modern cards we sell them and we trade back into either a rookie or a vintage uh, rookie um we're so into the rookie hype where we're like hey we we want that big dollar card right um but you're kind of going the opposite way you're saying. I'm betting on modern cards. I'm betting on modern cards taking a huge hike. Um, you know, why don't you explain your strategy?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, so I wanna, so I, I think that your strategy is great. And I think it's a really effective strategy, especially looking at a lot of these top and tier cards going off the market. Inevitably that's gonna have a ripple effect on on the like, you know, the PSA 9s, the PSA 8s.
0: Yeah, we're moving the market for y'all. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we don't have the bag like that, just kidding.
1: <laughs> but I think um, so. I like so. My bet on modern cards is more, I would say, of a bet on the soccer market mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. So when I say that, my bet is on that the soccer market is going to grow, and it's going to have um, it's going to have some moments where you're going to see cards really going. You're going to see a huge demand for cards. That's what I'm betting on right now actually my my goal is similar I'm kind of doing the same thing I'm transferring it into more vintage cards uh, the money right. that I get from stuff but it's kind of a longer plan more so uh, right I'm I'm more so it's more so the timing I guess with me yeah. I'm buying cards right now because I have the intention on selling a lot of them uh, maybe before the euros even happen maybe right before the euros happen I'm not it's really a good, it's, a idea. Idea. It's, yeah.
0: it's a good idea it's a good
1: idea there's a high and there's a high risk high reward. Uh, situation there, but I don't, I don't need that. i feel pretty good if I just kind of make some general investments in the modern card market and see the prices really grow in the lead up to that because they will, because that's just how economics work. If you look at like the stock prices of uh, like a major, major company, and actually this, this like analogy I got from um, Sam at SAJC cards. Uh, He said, you know, look at, look at like, um, Tesla stocks, you know, the, the, there's an, a, uh, there's an announcement that a big conference is going to happen and you see the prices build up and build up and build up and build up. And then the actual announcement happens and what happens? The card, I'm sorry, the card prices. That's where my mind's going. <laughs> Stock prices kind of just yes. plateau or it goes down. Fell off, yeah. Yeah. Because they were, they were in kind of anticipating that and anticipating that, that got the, the prices to go up in and of itself. So that's what I'm kind of banking on. Emotions. I'm banking on, yeah. I'm banking on emotions and things to get really hyped it's almost even a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everyone's saying, oh, the euros, the euros, the euros. Exactly. And I'm listening to that. hundred percent. Let's talk about it. I'm preparing for that because if they're talking about it, that means leading up to there, they're going to keep buying cards. So maybe I'm, you know, part of it's capitalizing on even the, the flippers. No, (laughs) yeah. hundred percent. hundred (laughs) percent. That's
0: exact. You know, this is something I talk about a lot. You know, I think, a lot of times people talk and i'm not against the strategy let's let's just get at this out of the way but if everybody's holding to the 2022 world cup <laughs> if there's more sellers than buyers yeah that's sure. not right you know so i just think that's something that you have to think about as well right just timing some timing a market is just something that i don't agree with i think that's something super difficult to do but you sure. should always have an exit plan right like you have an exit plan it's not like um, you're baking on one one event i think baking on one event is super catastrophic you know
1: i more more than yes. still than good that's that, sure. i'm very risk adverse i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think i think so the way i see it i you know if i'm gonna look at let's say let's say uh messy mega mega cracks like the big one biz right. whatever that thing is uh is it 72 is that the number for it 71 bis 71 so the big the big dog so let's say psa 10 card maybe i think the valuation on that if it were to sell today my guess is it would be around 200k i think it would raise yeah, it around would there i would last, say from the last sale yeah um that's a million dollar card for sure in time. So congratulations on the fortune you have from your BGS oh, 9.5. That's pretty awesome. Hey, Actually. listen, as long as BGS 9.5 doesn't go out of style by then, I'll be happy. No, I think <laughs> I think I think you're pretty good to go. So, and if it does, just just crack it. Pray <laughs> to God that you don't you don't mess up that card. Um, yeah, yeah. So so if we're looking at that card, how much do I see that card growing between now and and let's say? Uh, let's say July. I think it's potential. It could potentially grow quite a bit. Let's say it grew to three hundred thousand. That would be incredible for that card. That's that's a fifty percent increase in value. However, these modern cards that I'm getting right now, I'm anticipating these cards going up in price by like a lot. Like like some of yes. those cards that I'm getting like three, four, or five times. And then it, then when I once I sell those cards at that profit margin. I'm all about buying that vintage card. I'm all about yes. it because I'll be yes. able to afford it because I know. Like I'm just trying to make moves that I feel like are you know. And it is kind of riskier to to kind of place a bet on modern cards, and I do understand that. Um, but I think if you just understand basic trends and how the market moves, I think you can. I think you can still capitalize. Uh, and I know as well, I have an amazing incentive for my wife. I'm pretty sure if I lost like a lot of our money, uh, she would beat me with a stick uh-huh. and I don't want to get beaten with a stick. It's not fun. You, you, you probably get more of a beating, man. More. Yeah, <laughs> You're probably be on the, the curve to be honest. Yeah, just, I know. That, be, that would happen be, to me. I'll, I'll take that. It'd be, dead, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be dead soccer investing, not logical soccer investing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but I feel like it's a good move and, and, you know, and right now, um, part of my strategy too, it even goes beyond soccer cards and I don't, I don't quite want to disclose, uh, other stuff I'm, I'm, I'm investing in right now outside of the soccer card market because I'm, I'm still buying. So <laughs> I'm going to leave. But, uh, but, but, uh, it's vintage, let's say in other, in other sports for sure. Um, but it's a, it's a game plan and, uh, and I feel pretty good about it leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm really
0: excited about it. Just looking at like modern cards in general, it's just funny you talk about modern cards, how they're, they, they have a better multiplier, you, you would say. Yes. And I, I believe that. I think you look at the biggest cards like Messi, Pele, Maradona, Cruyff, like these cards are moving up in value by 50%, 100%, which is good. I think it's really good. It's a trickle down effect, right? You're going to see modern cards take the same, take the same route, except by even
1: more because they're just so much more affordable. And And the demand is different too. So like when collectors get into the hobby, they're not like, uh, a lot of them are not like, um, oh man, I want to get Maradona's uh, 1977. I wasn't, I wasn't.
0: Exactly, I'll (laughs) I'll tell tell you that,
1: straight up. Most people you have to anticipate when they're coming in, you know, so a lot of the the market uh, demand from last summer was actually Americans, I think, getting into soccer cards. And uh, so you have to anticipate if Americans are going to come in and get soccer cards, one of the staples of American soccer card collecting is prism it's modern cards it's prism it's optic it's select and it's tops chrome to an extent you know they don't have like modern like newer tops chrome sets for basketball anymore it's just it's everything's Panini now but um you have to figure they're going to go one of those routes right so so you can kind of make um you can kind of make plans for that. I feel like too great. Yeah. Because you know, when they come in, they're going to look for those those type of modern cards. They're not necessarily looking for like the OG, the OG, yet, yeah. Like, yeah, They're not looking for the Johan Cruyff, like first, second year card or anything like that. They're going to look for the stuff we know that they're going to look for. So I think yeah. it's kind of just understanding where the demand will be and playing that out. Yeah, unless they go to our podcast, then um
0: I'll be playing. Unless they go to your podcast, <laughs> I'm exactly. Kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to talk about is, this is I, I saw i was looking through soccer cards rock another plug if you guys don't follow vince he's amazing as well he yes. has the fantasy soccer card portfolio um i want to just call you out a little bit because like you were i know when i saw what you were picking up i was like you just broke the game <laughs> like i I, yeah, I, know yeah. exa- I know exactly we just did it was the smartest move um if you guys don't know what the fantasy <laughs> soccer card portfolio is you basically get ten thousand dollars um not real money but like theoretical money and kind of see how what can you do with that money and uh, danny you want to explain what you did because like yeah i saw i was like you broke i knew i was like if there's anybody that's gonna break this game i knew it was gonna be danny <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was a numbers game right so yeah, yeah you broke the game i remember <laughs> was thinking about this i was like am i gonna be that guy but go ahead
1: okay yeah so what it was is that uh i basically i i thought about so in order, so I, I, I messaged Vince and I said, Hey man, listen, like, is this, is this okay? Like, if we're talking about winning, I know what I can do to win, or I can just play it off. Like, if this is more about instruction, like, like I'll just go and, and buy some LA <laughs> but if, I said, if it's about winning, I pretty much know how to win. So what do you think? And I, I said, you know, what if I, I, I said, my idea is to buy 1,362, whatever the number was, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo raw. 2015-16 select cards and he's like well as long you know the rules are as long as the pop count allows for it then then you should be fine uh then i was like are, are you sure he's like yeah man that's no problem <laughs> everyone has a different way of going about investing i was like all right that uh, so all right, here we go so and it's obviously a a crazy scenario that would never happen because you're not going to see 1,000 right, you know, of, of, yeah. of a crazy low pop, you know, select rent, select card. You're not going to see that few cards on the market. And if you did, actually, if I did theoretically buy up that many cards, the price would shoot up beyond anything you would ever you see. You would control
0: the market, single I would control <laughs> the
1: market. And if I did it at one time, the the, the price would go insane. People would be like, oh, <laughs> what is this card? What is this card? Oh my gosh. All these people are buying it. I need oh, to Oh my get God, Sudden League investors, they're <laughs> trending up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you would see like, that would, it would be ridiculous. So there's there's a lot of issues uh, with with what I did but um but you know the theory is that if if you see any sort of increase like like you know let's say Kylian Mbappe if you bought a Kylian Mbappe card for $400 and you see the price increase to $800 you know you're feeling you're feeling like a boss you're feeling right. great and that's kind of Num- happened n- you know number wise right number wise but percentage wise percentage wise is a different deal so so to win that game you have to play the percentage game exactly hundred percent and so if i if <laughs> you did I have to think is it logical for the seven dollar card of cristiano ronaldo of his first select card to go up to ten dollars absolutely that's logical that's a logical idea so if that happens and then the, what is what is the precise percent increase in that that's like that's like 30 percent increase okay yeah. so is it possible that the card is going to go up to 20 dollars? Yes, it's actually highly possible. Right now, I think the latest sales are like $22 to $25. <laughs> I've, already, I've, already, I've already tripled my, my price on those cards. So, yeah, you'd so, be, you're, you're going to win this game. If you so just if hold I on wanted, to Actually, and I was thinking about taking it to the next level. I was thinking about what would it take to get to a million dollars by time? And, yeah, I think sure I could, and I'm very tempted to do it, but then it's like, well, but do I want to spend all the time really like calculating the precise right, it yeah, to make yeah. right now? But I could, and actually, you know what? I think and I'm doing the same type of investing, just at a at a different scale. So right. I, I'm buying up um, right now. I'm buying um, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Messi select. I'm just buying anything graded I can find of those, yeah. Uh, and and I, do, know. and I noticed that there's some other people doing it too. So so and and that's I mean that's that's really what I'm doing in real life. So I, and I think I think it'll I think it'll pan out okay. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it was, it was
0: funny. It was funny because I saw that I'm like, man, this guy. I'm like, I knew yeah. I knew you would do this. Yeah, no, it's a percentage game. You know, I think it's it's a good indicate. It's still good to kind of look at to, look at for people because it's not like okay, you want to actually go out and buy 1,200 or whatever
1: but you know, ac- okay about. but actually you know what i i want to say though that you actually can and here's what i mean so last summer um our guy nordy right uh, okay was, all right you,
0: dude nordy's the best man you won i, by I bulk, know straight i we're know I everybody know.
1: we're plugging everybody today man what is this you know you know it's funny so so check this out what, what i remember when i contacted him and I so I just I you know I hit him up on eBay. I said, hey, let's let's uh, kind of give you a phone call and we could talk about about you buying some De because I saw he was selling a lot of ten or something. Oh yeah, that's right. So I had that conversation yeah. with him and I was like, man, I really wanna really interested in buying it. How many how many De Bruyne's do you have? He said, well, about nine hundred. And I went nine hundred <laughs> really. And then I what I should have done I didn't I didn't I should have done I should have bought all of them uh, because he was selling, he was offering to me at $2 a card. I was like, Oh my wow. God, this is, this is, is great. Cool. I should have bought all of them. And instead I was just like, Oh, you know, I, I just don't want to be stuck with so much inventory in case things don't pan out the way I think it's going to pan out. So I'll just buy like a hundred or something. And I, I was, I was buying up the Brennett's up to that point. And it's funny. Cause I remember on the conversation that I had with him, he's like, yeah, you know, this, he's like, I just want to be careful because I tried negotiating the price a little bit. And he's like, you know, I just want to be careful that, that, you know, like, uh he said, I remember, you know, selling up, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's at the prism two thousand sixteen, and I think the prices went up. And he also made reference to Zlatan. I know you you were one of the you were the guy that got got the Ronaldos from him, and uh, but but my point in saying is that so I bought up these cards at two dollars a card, and then the price went crazy this past summer, and I was reselling them at about $120 a card. Man, that's I bought a this wild. card. I know. So I bought this card for $2. And I was reselling at $120 a card. I don't even, I don't even want to do the percentage on that right now, but, but it's actually a similar concept to the Cristiano Ronaldo situation. Uh, so it actually, even though it might seem, it might seem crazy, it's actually feasible, I think, to do something like that. Um, in mass- that's how we started. Yeah. If you feel good about something, if you have a, if you have a good hunch and not, you know, I'm not about Prospecting, so to speak, I'm not really looking into prospects. I think the soccer card market, in and of itself, is a prospect to me. But I feel like a prospect that is that is really rooted on some good stuff. So, so, so I'm I'm about I'm about kind of prospecting the soccer card market, buying up some major players, Cristiano Ronaldo, great De the 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 Brenes is actually how I realized you're supposed to pronounce that the Bruyne, and some other really great guys, and kind of investing in that and seeing the soccer card market rise and and seeing a rise in those prices. I think that's a really good way to go. So, you know, even though my my strategy is insane, buying up 1,362 Cristiano Ronaldo's, actually, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility to actually find an effective way to invest. If I can take De Bruyne's, I can buy them for $2 and sell them for 120. I think there's a lot of of potential in a lot of these cards. You just have to kind of know what the market wants and you have to kind of play things out in your head and play out these scenarios and think logically, where, where is the market going to go?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's exactly how we
0: started. You know, like I it just kind of brings us back where we started. You know, we didn't we weren't sure if we we're going to put a lot of money into SAR cards. And one of the biggest things we did was we saw 2016 Prism Euros for Christian Ronaldo. like you said, was going to be a pretty key card for him. You know, mm-hmm. and we bought lots and lots. And I remember they're just they just kept. He kept helping. I don't know who it was. They were popping them out on the listing. There's just like hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Um, and, and, and I think that's something that, some, for someone that's new, a good advice would be like, look at a, a major player, right? Figure out if there's a significant year or even like a first, I know people hate hearing this first selects, first all these things, first authentic. I know people hate hearing that, but you see the trickle down effect. You see the prices go up. And that's what that's one way to capitalize if there's real high demand. Obviously it's a little bit more risky. Because you know KDB's uh, prisms have gone down significantly now, but he, sure. he has a chance. He has a chance to go back up. So
1: yeah, and they've actually been going up too. I've been tracking down the price for some time. So it went down as low as like I don't know under ten dollars, and now it's kind of hovering around twenty five to thirty dollars, wow, which at is that. interesting because it's going up in relation. Another thing to consider is that it's going up in relation to the other big time players. So another thing is that um, I heard Troy from Trike Cars. you know, Troy, I'm assuming. Yeah, I spoke to him um, a a little bit the other day. Yeah. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. So he said something and, and I think it's something that's commonly said, but I think it's something to think about is that when you see the market zigging, then it's time to zag. So, for instance, if you're seeing the market like, you know, there's so much focus and attention put on Mbappe, Ronaldo and Messi. I don't think those players are good players at the time to maybe invest in as far as those prism cards, unless you're going to go to another brand go to the select, the optic, the top's chrome, and then maybe it, once those cards are high enough, then zag somewhere else. Zag to another one of those top tier players. Maybe they're not at that level. Maybe this is the time to look at Lewandowski. Maybe it's the time to look at the, Bruina, the Brenna, sorry, those top, <laughs> sorry. Tier, yeah, those top tier players, Um, but it's just zagging a little bit to make that happen. And if you look at the pop counts, like I don't know how... I don't know how familiar you are with the pop counts of the the non Prism stuff, like of the modern cards. It's but much, like, like it's I just much. saw, for instance, I just got in the mail a um, a PSA ten uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, in um, of his, his optic card in the in the Portugal kit. That card has a population, I think, of eleven. <laughs> And I'm thinking, this is this is optic. So what's going to happen? The soccer market, when it really turns on to soccer in the summer, it most likely turns on to soccer in the summer again. Um, they're going to first, they're going to look for Prism. Then after they're done with Prism, they're going to say, oh, what are they doing in the basketball card market? Okay, we got to find Select and we got to find Optic. And then they're going to look for those Optic cards. They're going to say, oh, shoot, where are the PSA 10 Optic cards? And then whoever owns one of those 11 cards, you know, hey, move it uh, you move it because there's going to be so much demand. So the prices of that are going to go up exponentially. So it's just kind of like learning how to zag and learning how to gauge that part of the market too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just low pop counts, you know, low pop count and demand equals humongous returns. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Absolutely. Yeah>. um, <laughs> but you have, hey, Dan, do you want to add anything else um, uh, on soccer cards where you can find you, where they can find you and everything like that?
1: Yeah, so uh, you guys can find me at Logical Soccer Investing on Instagram. Uh, I'm always down to have conversation, to talk. And um, yeah, Soccer Cards, it's a passion of mine. It's become quite a passion of mine recently, for sure. Uh, Soccer has always been a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to be with you, Brian, and Sunday League Investors. Uh, It's an excellent resource, something I look at all the time. Um, one of my go-to pages if I need to know what is the rookies, what are the common rookies or popular cards of a certain player, or if I want to know maybe some pricing trends, uh, it's a really helpful resource. And like I said, I'm a numbers guy, so I don't, I don't really buy. I'm, I'm like an anti-hype person. Like whenever yes. I hear people going, "Yeah, this is it, this is it," like you know, think about like, uh, think about, think about this summer, right? Remember when card prices were going crazy? What did you hear? You heard some people come out. I told you, I told you. Look at it now. Look at me. I told you to buy this, but you didn't buy these cards. What's wrong with you? You heard everyone say that stuff because that's just you know that's just how they go. And a lot of speculation. You know, you hear a lot of oh, I think this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. I mean, but I want to hear like when I hear information, I want I want to hear something quantitative. You know, I'm not into like I'm not into hype. I'm not into wasting money. Uh, I I want to make the best investment possible. So that's why I like sunday league investors page they really they really break down the facts the numbers and uh and yeah so i i appreciate it thanks for all your work dude i appreciate your service to the soccer card community
0: Damn man, give me goosebumps, man. Appreciate there it, you go, man. That's Yo, what's up? We know
1: we, we keep it real. We keep a hundred, man.
0: If we lose, <laughs> we tell you we lose. If we win, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you we win. <laughs> um, hey, but you also have a podcast as well, so don't yeah. forget to plug that uh, logical yeah. soccer investing. I really, I really enjoy some of your uh, talks with uh, I think Sam, right? Sam, yeah, Sam I had with, a
1: talk with Sam yeah, recently. Yeah. Great,
0: great talk. So I really enjoy your, your podcasting. So yeah, check out. Danny at logical soccer investing on Instagram. Uh, Make sure to rate and review guys that would mean the world to us. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon.